0: Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go! Hey everybody, welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. Today we are going to focus in on anger within the context of our destiny relationships You want to take a listen to this today. Share it with others. Come on now. We've got to understand why are we triggered so deeply because it is affecting the way we walk with those that we are destined to have a part in developing. Check it out. I hope it causes you to go deeper with him and to connect more with me. Hey, everybody. Here we are again, Destiny Relationships. I have been waiting for this particular episode because I need to know if there's anybody else out there that has ever misbehaved trying to get your children to behave. Okay, I'm watching. Okay, I can't see you but I can kind of hear your hands going up and people's smiles breaking out across their face. Maybe you're hanging your head down low because you're thinking, oh my, yes, I have. Well, then you're my people and I am your person. Okay, so listen carefully. James 1, 19 through 21. This is what it says in the Amplified Classic. Understand this, my beloved brethren, let every man be quick to hear, a ready listener, slow to speak, slow to take offense, and to get angry. For man's anger does not promote the righteousness that God is desiring. Now listen carefully, especially verse 20. Oh, the time, the days, the months that it took for God to break me To get me to really, truly understand this. In destiny relationships, we must recognize that man's anger does not promote the righteousness of God. Honestly, I think I tried to control things with my anger so often. Because if I could give them the right look and get them to straighten up, get them to behave. Why are they doing that and, and I'm just going to tell you right up front, I think there were times what I basically was saying is, why can't you, my children, why can't you just know how to, you know, pull yourself together like I did when I was a kid? You know, quit acting like that. Why are you doing that? Why do you keep repeating those patterns? I knew how to nip and tuck, how to pull things in. If I embarrassed myself, man, I would make a note, you know. Let's don't do that again, right? And then you watch your kids embarrass themselves, embarrass you over and over and over again. And you're thinking, when is the switch going to go off? Why do you keep doing that? All right. So how many of you know, that's usually an indicator that somebody's about to get free and it might be you, not your child. Because if you're going to be able to walk with your child, whether they are 10 or 20 or 30, you have to be free. God has to deal with you about what's going on inside of you. Because if you, like me, were oftentimes more focused on what your child was doing and you were not as focused on what God was trying to do inside of you during that season, now it doesn't mean that what your child was doing, is doing, will do is not something that needs to be addressed. I'm talking about order. Order. Destiny relationships, let me just remind you, they are of a different breed. Oh my goodness, when God begins to set things in right order, love in right order, it is not going to have your child dragging you around through the streets by your nose. Your affections for your child are not going to be weaponized against you uh, when God is at work. God's going to deliver you from literally being in bondage to your child. Uh, Again, no matter what their age, if they are young, if they are in their teenage years, if they are out of your house and out living on their own as adults, all of this applies if you're gonna get honest with yourself about what's going on inside of you. But let me say it again. Man's anger, okay, Nancy's anger, does not promote the righteousness of God. So we've got to ask ourselves, what's all the anger about? What is going on inside of us? Because the scripture tells us in Ephesians 4, I think verse 26, it says, now be angry, but do not sin. So this anger keeps coming up in relationship to how we walk it out, how we begin to identify what's really going on, Because our anger is not meant to dominate our children. You can only scare somebody for so long before they become numb to it. And eventually, they're looking at you whistling Dixie while you are red-faced, shooting through the ceiling, about to lose your mind, and then they turn around and walk off because they are completely numb to the fact that you've been trying to dominate them by your anger maybe for years Depending on how deep the pattern runs, anger is not going to be a controlling factor in the life of uh, someone that you are developing. If you're going to develop people, anger will not be something that you use. If you want to dominate people, then your anger, mm, oh, it can be used unbelievably. But since I know that you're here on Tent Talk with me, attempting to let God drill down a little bit deeper and to understand a little bit deeper, let's let's look at it. So I've I've mentioned James 1, 19 through 21 to you, which says that man's anger does not promote the righteousness of God. You losing your mind, you screaming at the top of your lungs, you glaring at your children. It might control for a moment, but it's not gonna bring Uh, That development. So that's James 1 19 through uh, 21. Ephesians 4 26, to be angry but do not sin. Now I'm going to say to you that God would be saying, be angry. My friends, there are things to be angry about. Uh, An awakened man is an angry man. An angry man is an awakened man because some of us have been so asleep, dulled out, numbed down right? And when you awaken, the the anger that you may experience could be true, healthy, and a proper healthy response to what is going on. But the do not sin part, we usually think of that as just, you know, don't act angry. We, we address it as a behavioral issue. And I'm going to say to you again, it's a source issue. Be angry, but do not handle it independent of God. If you set out in your anger, and you attempt to handle your anger independent of God, everybody ought to duck and roll. Because your anger could be depression where you're in the bed for you know, the majority of your child's life. Uh, or it could be you being explosive in a reckless manner and you just spew out all over them. Well, neither one, my friends, is what God is after. And so if we try to handle our anger independently, Uh, then again, it's, it's not being addressed. It's not being used to awaken us to what is really going on. So let's get into uh, just a few specifics. Now let's go to the word again in James four, because uh, in James four, it's going to ask the question now I'm paraphrasing, but you go there in James four verses one through five is such a powerful, powerful passage of scripture But it's going to ask us the question, you see, our anger cannot remain a mystery when it's dealing with destiny relationships, especially with our children. And I don't have time to go into all of it, but we've got to recognize that our dreams and our desires for our kids, with our kids, no matter their age, is being weaponized against us. And uh, we need to recognize that. It's being used to bring harm to us, and therefore it's going to harm others through us. And this is what James 4 says, and I'm reading specifically out of the the Message Bible, but I I want to paraphrase, and I I want you to go into the Word and, and check it out. Because if anger is a big part of what goes on with you, with your kids, and you're constantly getting angry, it means your authority is being diminished because you've got to spend so much time, you know, saying you're sorry to your kids. Uh, therefore, it diminishes your authority to a degree for a time uh, because you've got to address you so often you don't get to address them. You need to recognize that. So here, here's what it says. All right, so now just stay with me. This is conversational. This isn't a dignified, you know, teaching. This is a conversation we're having about destiny relationships. Where do you think all these appalling wars and quarrels come from? Do you think they just happen? Think again. They come about because you want your own way and fight for it deep inside yourselves. You lust for what you don't have and are willing to kill to get it. You want what isn't yours and will risk violence to get your hands on it. You wouldn't think of just asking God for it, would you? And why not? Because you know you'd be asking for what you have no right to. You're like spoiled children, each wanting your own way. Now, in the Amplified Classic, it talks about what's what's causing all these, you know, feuds and quarrels and fightings and conflicts within you, and it goes on to say, is because you're not getting the happiness, the contentment, and the gratification uh, that you want. Here, Here's the baseline when it comes to anger. You get angry because you're not getting what you want. And you're, you're going to other sources. So oftentimes there are things we want and we're going to our children to get them. There is nothing uh, more damaging than to put adult dreams, needs, and desires upon children and expect children to be the ones who are going to meet your need. If you read James four and go down just a couple of more verses, it's going to say to you that you're going to the wrong source. You're going to the wrong source for what you want. You're putting it on the back of your children. I put it on the back of my children. I wanted them to behave, listen to me carefully, so that I'd look more anointed in ministry, uh, more approved in ministry. This makes me sick just talking about it. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymcready.com or follow her on social media at nbmcready. I assure you it did not help my children. All right. Was I sincere? Yes. Was ministry real? Yes. But to think that my children needed to behave so that I had status in ministry. Sometimes I've likened children unto baseball trading cards in the ministry. People get together in ministry. Oh, tell me about your children. And we tell how successful they are in this and that, you know, so it's like, oh, I'm trading my baseball cards with yours. Which ones do you have? How, how, you know, much do your children love the Lord? All right, so I don't have time to go into all that, but I fell prey to these things because of something going on inside of me. Did I want well for my children because I love them? Yes, but let me tell you, it gets corkscrewed somewhere in there when we want our children to do well so that we look like we have the all-American family, that we look like we are doing well in ministry. Uh, my children are not for my ministry. (laughs) Okay. My children were born for the Lord. I just happened to have the privilege of stewarding my children until they were to a place that they could decide freely themselves if they wanted to go with the Lord or not. So let me just tell you, it can get really, really outlandish. When we are raising our children, now again, I used ministry because I was in ministry, but the, I don't care what the, if it's at your job, if it's in your neighborhood with your circle of friends, um, you know, whatever the case may be, adult needs, desires, and dreams put on the back of children is wrong. Your little son is not the man of the house. He's your son. God is the man of your house. Alright, your your daughter is not your do-over. Okay, where you're now gonna live vicariously through that child. No, that is a, a unique child separate from you that you're given stewardship of them to raise. Now, I, I want to make sure that you are hearing this. So you kind of have a destiny relationship with yourself, and you need to let God deal with how you relate to yourself. And why are you so angry? Why are you so triggered? Why do you almost dread taking your children to public events? Why do you almost, you know, seclude yourself and isolate yourself because you don't want to go out and be with other people with your children because you cannot relax with your children being children? You cannot relax with your grandchildren being children. Now again, I'm not talking about indulging and letting them run wild. We we addressed a little bit of that last time. But what I'm talking about is you being settled enough that you can be comfortable with children acting their actual age. That they may still have some childish ways uh, and you are going to help them to develop and to move through that but you have to be more highly developed within yourself in your life with the Lord to be able to truly turn and then walk with your children all right so i want to um shift a little bit here all right, in that now I've talked a little bit about maybe why so angry, or what are the things of your happiness, your contentment, and your own gratification that you're not getting that's triggering your anger, something's getting in your way, you want to look really polished and put together, and then your child, you know, shows up and acts like a goober, okay, sorry, that's a term of endearment, okay, where I come from, all right, but do you understand what I'm saying, and so therefore, You're angry because they are not looking like a part of your package, like a part of your perfect picture image. You may have had a really, you know, uh, abnormal childhood and therefore your dream is, by golly, we're going to be a normal looking family and you're anything but that and therefore it is triggering you deeply because your goal is we're going to we're going to be a normal family. We're going to look like everybody else in the neighborhood. You know, I don't want us to look like, you know, we got three heads over here at our address, right? And then you find out later that God has made you to be a holy family, not a normal family. Cuz my friends, to be holy uh, is not Uh, to be normal according to human standards. It's normal according to God's standards. But let me tell you, that's like an entire series in and of itself uh, to begin to recognize what God is doing inside of you. And especially when it comes to your um, children who are teenagers, young adults, and full adults out on their own, especially if they still have issues that come from themselves, from their own ways of choosing to handle life and some some unresolved conflicts with you and the way that you raised them. And so it may be that they're holding you over a barrel right now. So I want to just shift a little bit here and talk about, yes, we've talked about why so angry. And then what if uh, you are still trying to make up for your anger, your episodes. You know, there's a a well-known Christian artist right now who got outed by uh, one of his adult children, and uh, his son uh, taped him just literally going off, I mean, detonating with major divisive, you know, language, all of that. And then the son played it uh, and, you know, publicly on his social media. And you know, when your adult children, uh, who may have good reason to be upset with you, because you really did go off on them, you really did use them, you really uh, inappropriately, meaning to meet your own needs, it uh, doesn't mean you didn't sincerely love them and didn't sincerely provide for them, but when there are real issues at play, but but now it's being weaponized against you. Uh, to shame you, to control you, to manipulate you, threaten you, so that you will constantly, listen carefully, be trying to pay for your sin. My friends, you can't pay for your sin. Jesus had to do that. You need to confess your sin. You need to repent and turn from sin. You need to let God address you as to why so much anger and why were you, uh, you know, caring more about how things looked publicly than you did privately uh, in your life with your children when they were growing up. You cannot pay for your sin. Listen to me carefully. No matter what age your child is, if you are being motivated by guilt, you are in trouble. Guilt has to be dealt with. Real guilt has to be dealt with by real blood. Jesus paid for every single sin, and you must get to Him and confess it according to what God shows you about it. All right? Do not dress it up. Don't dress it down. Let God show you what's going on. Let Him reveal to you what's at the core, why so angry, what is it you're not getting that is continuously triggering anger, which now may be triggering unbelievable amounts of guilt, condemnation, shame, to to the point that every time your child, no matter their age, says to you, usually it happens when you're attempting to have an honest conversation with them about something that you need to talk to them about. They say, yeah, well, who are you to talk to me about that when you used to do this? Now, if you have not let Jesus be the one who pays for your sin, you are going to be held over the barrel by your children, and you are going to be attempting to pay them back and make up for it. This is not possible. You need to get your real sin, real guilt, to Jesus. Let Jesus pay for it. Let the blood pay for it. If it satisfies God, my friends, the blood of Jesus satisfies God, it must satisfy you. Cleanse your conscience. Be used to deal with the accusations of the accuser of the brethren, the devil. And then you are going to truly repent, which means you turn and you no longer live that way with your child before your child, because you are letting God so deal with you that now the real reason that you're in relationship with your child, the real destiny that you have with your child, you begin to live in that manner, in that way. And therefore, there will be no ability to guilt you, to manipulate you, to threaten you, to shame you. If your children out you and it was real, all you can honestly say is, yes, I did that. Yes, I've taken that to God. And yes, I will live differently with my child today, whether they're 5, 15, 25, 35, whatever their age, I will live differently with my child today. I will no longer self-indulge in myself. I will no longer excuse my anger because I'm letting God by the power of the cross deal with it at its core. My kids are not here to make my dreams come true. There is a dream that God has For my children, therefore, a part of that repentance process is I will no longer use my child to make my dreams come true. I'm no longer going to use my child to make me look better. I am here for the destiny of my child, and the first place that my child has a destiny is with the Lord not even with me, boom, you begin to see God begin to put things in right order inside of you and it will result in destiny relationships coming into right order. So there has to be this shift in the dealings of our anger or we will never be able to step into destiny relationships. I'm going to show you how some of these manipulations, threats, and all of that uh, show up Uh, in our next episode but as I close this episode I want to say this to you let God show you why you're so angry James 4 1 through 5 then you confess that sin which means you agree with God about what he shows uh, you about what's really going on with that And so, yes, we're angry, but we're not going to sin. We're not going to keep independently handling our anger. We're going to let God expose it to us. We're going to be honest. We are then going to let Jesus and what he did on the cross truly pay for all sin. Okay, that's then turning in true repentance. And we will come out of all of this inordinate um, affections for our children uh, letting our dreams for them control us, our fears for them control us, all of that's going to have to get dealt with at the cross. And then we are going to be able to live in confident love towards our kids. When you know that you love your child and you've allowed God to deal with you, my friends, there is a godly confidence that begins to rise in you And let me tell you, that kid is not going to be able to tap on you and manipulate you and uh, control you uh, because you are no longer trying to prove that you love them. You know that you love them and you've allowed God to put things in right order. Then you will contend for the word written over their lives by him because they have a life, a destiny relationship with him then you can get in your full stride with God and you can invite your kids along, no matter what their age, all right? If they're young, you have a lot of developing that you have a responsibility to them to begin to bring development to them. If they are older, let's say outside of the house, all right, then you can invite them along when it's appropriate. They get to decide what they're gonna do. They are old enough now, just like you, to where they can get before God and let him reveal to them why they're so angry. What is it they're not getting that they want? The same that's true for you is true for them. They can get with God and find out why they're so angry. Let God deal with it. They can turn in repentance. They can can, can begin to live in confident love. You see, destiny relationships, first and foremost, is our destiny relationship with God himself. All right, then you have a destiny relationship, if you will, with you, with your own self, and that you relate with yourself properly in the order of God. Then you're able to be able to rightly, properly be in the destiny relationships that God has for you. Now, this again has been a little bit messy because you know what I'm saying? Destiny relationships sometimes, uh, the transition process is a little bit messy. But I want you to think about these, and then we're going to talk in the next episode um about some of the ways that you get manipulated when you're s- still trying to uh, you're still trying to pay for your sins rather than letting Jesus do it so that you can really get up in the destiny life that he has with you uh, with your kids no matter their age don't live desperate with your kids don't do it it is not going to go well for you or them if you do it All right. That's enough for today. I hope this encourages you. And uh, we're going to go deeper with God. And uh, I pray that we're going to connect more. All right. Love you all. Talk to you soon. If you'd like information on how to book Nancy McCrady for an event or speaking engagement, visit nancymcready.com.